This is the Two North London Brothers Podcast, where we are informed and serious about football as we are brothers and from North London. We're not, but goddammit, do we wish we were. So let's get on with it, right to the podcast. But first, a quick little advertisement. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am doing well. Yes, uh, so am I. How was, uh... How was your week? Uh, I was watching the Super Bowl. All that good stuff. I was watching. Oh my god! What the one of the most boring things that I've uh, I've ever watched. And and uh, Masso and I were talking about it, and I asked him the question. I was like, "Who do you think got a worse deal? The people who went to Fry Fest or people who paid <laughs> to go to that Super Bowl?" Um, and then, you know, he he said he mentioned that there probably were people who paid for both, and they just <laughs> get so he's an optimist hit from both ends. He's an optimist. Yeah, they're I like that from about both ends. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. Um, well, at least you don't have to pay that, for it. That'd be good. What? At least you don't have to pay to watch that. Uh, I watched the Super Bowl like I watched the Brighton Watford game this weekend. Uh, I didn't. Um, yeah, fair enough. And uh, apparently, it paid off for me because apparently, says Twitter and Reddit, it was just painfully boring. It was super boring. It was like watching a Michigan State football game Ooh. all over again. Just Ooh. no offense. Uh, not exciting. Uh, yeah, was not good. Um, I've written down here. Besides that, was uh, Michigan State basketball not having a good week? Because I think Masso. Oh no, we 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 suck again. <laughs> yeah. Wait, aren't you guys supposed we, to be uh, good at basketball? Yeah, well, we suck. <laughs> We've lost three in a row. So. Oh, Boulder. Everybody, come and get. Everybody, come and get your wins. We are still. You know, we're. It's yeah, 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 yeah. You'll be fine. You'll yeah. be fine. But, it's Big Ten basketball. It's pretty much a it's pretty much a Royal Rumble, yeah. you know, <laughs> for our conference. Uh, everybody can beat everybody, which is why it's so fantastic. Yeah, a little like uh, the EPL over there, which uh, it, it's always nice to see in American sports that there's not a not a superpower at bay uh, going on. Uh, all right, so moving forward, uh, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, a nice. A uh, nice, uh, nice glass of scotch uh, with one rock uh, in it. Uh, nice and tasty, uh, Dewar's. So, oh, nice, solid stuff. Solid stuff. Yeah. Um, it is. What about yourself? I'm drinking. Uh, so, uh, for a good while there, I was a ship shopper, and there was a time where a grocery order didn't come through, and for some reason, all this blah blah blah. I ended up getting the groceries, and out of those groceries, I got. Uh, a pack of Capri Suns, and typically I tip, I do my gin with tonic, but I had to get a little crafty today. So it's uh, Roaring Waters Wild Berry with gin. Hmm. I thought you were, well, that is a Capri Sun, correct? Yeah, that is a Taking Capri it back Sun. to the playground? Uh, take it back to the playground. Going back I to my roots there. Yeah. Turn twenty five tomorrow, but you know, I still feel like I'm twelve drinking Capri Sun. So, oh fuck, your birthday is tomorrow, February seventh, and yeah. you know, Sven leaves right after. <laughs> what? It's, so it's nice a, little present for you. <laughs> I don't think I could ask for anything, uh, anything more out of that. <laughs> well, um, 
Well, uh, welcome back to the Two North London Brothers podcast. Uh, this will be our second official episode when we decide to air it. Um, adding in a new section, which is probably not all that new seeing as it's the second episode. But we're going to go with hero or villain of the week. Doesn't have to pertain to soccer. Doesn't have to pertain to the EPL. But it probably will. Pete? You, you want me to start? All right. right I do. So my hero... My hero of the past week is the little South Korean cutie himself, Kung Min Sun, coming back from the Asian Cup, absolutely knackered, putting in two wonderful shifts against Watford and Newcastle, two goals. Vlad is just in incredible form. I believe he's on 10 goals in his last 12 uh, EPL matches. Yeah, he's absolutely on fire. Uh, my villain for this past week, uh, none other than the douche nozzle that is Adam Levine, uh, for that, uh, <laughs> for that disgusting, uh, performance that they considered a halftime show at the Super Bowl. Um, a poor Super Bowl was only, uh, deserving of a, that poor of a halftime show. I wanted sweet victory. We did not get it. Ugh. We were teased. Ugh. We were betrayed. Ugh. I'm hurt. To top it all off, Adam Levine decides, fuck it. I'm just going to go shirtless. Whips it off, looking like a goddamn Chipotle bag with all his tattoos, <laughs> his big old California, right across his chest. I'm hard, but I sing pop music bullshit. He's my villain of the week. Uh, you know, I... You know, it's going to be hard to top that one. Uh, don't have a hero of the week, uh, personally, but my villain of the week, he's coming from the same exact place where Adam Levine is, and it's none other than Stan Kroenke. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, the amount of memes going around about the whole, uh, oh, Stan, uh, sorry about your loss today. And what? The Super Bowl already happened? And no, no Arsenal lost. Who? Arsenal who? And that, that kind of encapsulates who the piece of shit Stan Kroenke is. In my opinion, and you may quote me on this, he's a massive penis, and I am glad he lost the most boring Super Bowl probably in history. <laughs> if you look into how Stan made his money, it's, it's not uh, – he didn't make it uh, doing uh, you know anything uh, – What did he make his money? nice – um, well, he married into the Walmart family, uh, who are well known for exploiting the lower class Americans. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, and that's how, uh, I mean, he made a lot of money in real estate, but, uh, but yeah, helped marrying into, uh, at the time, the wealthiest family in America. He's not even good. Does, that mustache is um, a terrible look. Does that help? I'll just say this. Crocky has donated more... Kroenke has contributed more money to Donald Trump than he has Arsenal. Let's just Jesus. let's just leave it at that. Oh, um, so moving forward, um, we'll just say Stan Kroenke is just always a villain. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I, I take I take I get some good humor out of it just because uh, Arsenal fan suffering it does bring <laughs> me great, great, great satisfaction. A little chub every once in a while, uh, but you know, you gotta feel when you're a shit owner, when you're a shit human being. Uh, you're just a shit human being. So yeah. <laughs> there's no getting around that. Uh, at least uh, no. Adam Levine and Stan Kroenke can can uh, reconcile on that fact. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving into the football, uh, let's go right into the English Premier League and right where your hero makes his first uh, visit. It's match day 25. Tottenham one, Newcastle nil. P. 
Pete, anything to say on this one? Uh, I mean, I guess we just enjoy winning it late. You know, it's a late show with Hung Min Sun um, that's been airing uh, recently. Uh, you know, a good game overall. The way we played, you know, you just kind of knew a goal was coming. The way we had just, we had most, of, we controlled the game, dictated the pace of play. Um, you, you just can't expect Newcastle to defend for a full 90 the way Tottenham, you know, with showing, showing Tottenham as much of the ball as they did. Right. Um, well, at least not two weeks ago. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah, they did, exactly. but it's eventually um, going to crack. So, you know, we we knew it was bound to happen, uh, but you get that little uh, get that little poke in the back of your head of the Tottenham of old, where that is a game that they just end up drawing. You can't find, you know, nobody can find the net. But not this year. Um, it not is a little, it, it's a little worrisome. Yep, not this year so far. Uh, so, funniest moment of the match. Uh, Lorente gets a little sun in his eyes when the ball's whipped in. <laughs> he makes sure everybody knows that that is not his fault. It is the sun. Oh, it was like old man yells at cloud kind of did scenario. He, did he point at the cloud? Did he like, what did he do? He just kind of like looked up at the seat. He's like, come on, are you fucking kidding me? He's looking up. He's <laughs> just like, and he's pointing out. He's like, come on. Like everybody's to see this, right? Like, and it's funny. Cause it's like a white, one little strip of the pitch. Uh, it's the only one is only being lit up by the sun. And then as soon as he missed, it went back to being covered in shade, so it's almost like so, it's almost like the higher beings are just yeah, yeah the soccer even, gods are just fucking with them at this point. Even God strolls on our uh, slash soccer appears. He doesn't want Lorente any any kind of karma. Uh, moving on, uh, Everton one, Wolves three. Wolves just continue to show. I mean that they're they're the real fucking deal. Everton, uh, everything at this point, you know, you look at their sign and you go, damn, that would make a great FIFA team. And it does. It does make a good FIFA team. But when you put it on when you put it on a field, it needs some time for cohesion. They have a lot of moving parts in there. And honestly, I think Everton will be a decent side if they continue to grow like how they are. They obviously need a real striker. Uh Tucson and Calvert Lewin aren't going to, you know, push you into that top six. But honestly, it's you know, it, it is an interesting game, but I think it just shows where Wolves are and where Wolves' ambition is. Uh, I mean, Wolves, uh, Granite Wolves have had a uh, influx of uh, of money yeah. coming to the club in the last couple of years or so. But <laughs> Same a everybody. lot of the signings that they have made have been the right signings. Yeah, we talked about so this you last can't fall. What, what Nuno has done for that club mm-hmm. uh, is just amazing. Uh, Ruben Neves, Diego Xhota, um Joao yeah. Montinho, I mean, he might be the signing of the season just for what he does with that team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they also um, yeah, they also that. tied down a lot of those loan players to full time contracts. I know they got Johnny, the outside back, to uh, to come mm-hmm. down a official as well. I mean, they're just doing things right. And honestly, if they build like they built last year again in the summer, that team might be scary. That team might be a team, you know, knocking on Chelsea's door, knocking on honestly Arsenal's door, saying, "Hey, maybe this is a top seven, maybe this is top eight. Uh, moving on to a top we'll six, uh, Chelsea five. Huddersfield nil. Um, we're going to take this the same way that we took uh, Manchester United after they beat a couple of relegation side teams. Uh, Chelsea's obviously winning the league. I mean, with that goal differential, you can't really argue that. But in all reality, holy shit, Chelsea actually have a striker that they, you know, they're going to ignore that they spend $60 million on Morata. It's like, how spoiled can you get? Oh, Morata didn't work out. Wouldn't that be nice to just get another top-class striker? Ugh, disgusting. But it was Huddersfield. Did you watch any of this game there, Pete? 
I also I was kind of curious. Uh, Higuain's goals were, were were great. Oh my god! Um, again, <laughs> I think you, the second goal is oh just absolutely. You know what a finish! Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but again, it's Huddersfield. We have yep. to say, is this Chelsea? Is Chelsea really good? Are Huddersfield that bad? And I think it's, it's more of Huddersfield or that yeah. bad. Uh, towards that so side. we'll see. We'll see what happens when they play. Uh, well, they play City uh, this upcoming week. We'll see what happens. I mean, Higuain is a world class striker, um, at least name you know name name wise. But thirty one really wasn't it wasn't cutting it at Milan. Uh, hasn't cut it really in the last couple of years or so. Yeah. So we'll, well, see, well, what, uh, we'll see what yeah. happens. I'm kind of yeah. curious to see He's what been- he does at City. Right, yeah. I mean, he's always going to score your goals. I mean, but uh, it's all about if he works into your system. Uh, moving on, uh, just like I mentioned earlier, Brighton, Brighton nil, Watford nil. Did not watch this game, but I did check the standings, and it is finally Watford right where they belong. Maybe not in the place. I think they're in seventh, eighth. Back down to eighth, and in the negative goal differential, and that's that's all that matters really. Um, they were in negative goal differential last week, honestly, but now we're in the place where we uh, kind of understand where Watford probably should be, which is pretty good for them. Uh, moving on to Burnley one, Southampton one. Uh, did not watch this game. I I I, I checked the results in Southampton. I do like watching him do well, but. Uh, their man, I mean, apparently they're uh, they're they're hitting decent form, and their manager has a very very confusing name to say, just like Manchester United. So I refuse to say either of them. So apparently, that's the way to do it if you want a rise in form. I will give it a go. Ralph Hasenhugel, <laughs> uh, Austrian manager with a fantastic name. Uh, I mean, he's completely you know, just like Ali Gunnar Solskjaer. That's what they would. That's what they want. United. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's changed the. Uh, I think he's changed the culture of Southampton, and just uh, the players have a, just a ton of confidence now. I don't really have them in my you know talks for relegation this year. Thankfully. I think he'll have them staying up. I want Burnley. Um, right a lot of mm-hmm, a lot of mid table clubs, higher clubs are going to probably take notice of what he's been able to do at Southampton. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, main story for me. The old Tottenham legend, Peter Crouch, mm-hmm. back in the prem where he rightfully belongs. Signs mm-hmm. for the Brexit, bald heads. Uh, and Burnley uh, comes on in the 76th minute. Um, you know, apparently he, he had a good showing. Physical presence out there. Um, I mean, people forget the, the lad's massive uh, in regards to how tall he is. Um he almost sets up uh, the game-winning goal, and then he forces or the game-tying goal, and then he forces what was the game? You know, the penalty yep. uh, late in the game. Yep. Burnley fans rejoicing; they finally get a penalty call uh, late in the game. Uh, but I mean, yeah, looks like a good signing for Burnley uh, again at the start of the season. Thinking relegation, which I mean, I don't know about you, I'd love to kind of see the warm eater and then their team go down. Love it. They play. They play football like how the Super Bowl was played this <laughs> past weekend. So uh, even though Tony I mean, Polis is out of the league, his he, he's here in spirit through uh, Sean Dice. Uh, yeah, the thing it's I like about, here. about uh, Peter Crouch is he's big, he's tall, he, he's a physical presence. But you watch the land; he's actually got rather good foot skills, and that's the thing you can appreciate about him. 
you know. Uh, moving on, Crystal Palace 2, Fulham nil. Callum Chambers just couldn't get it done against Crystal Palace. Uh, let's see here. And as it comes to fruition here, it uh, looks like that loss to Crystal Palace in the FA Cup for uh, Tottenham. Not that bad of a loss. Obviously, Crystal Palace is uh, riding a good wave of form. Not too bad. Uh, Cardiff 2, Bournemouth 0. Uh, I would love to uh, put Bournemouth into that same bracket as Everton, West Ham, Leicester, but I still think they're a couple ticks down. I think that they do have some good players, but it's still uh, it's still a team that you know haven't has invested heavily and doesn't really have as much quality as those three teams I currently mentioned. But uh, Cardiff looking to uh, scrap their way out of relegation. Twenty two points, uh, five points up on Fulham, but still two points away from uh, from edging out Southampton and Burnley and Newcastle uh, to get out of that relegation zone. Uh, Lester zero. Uh, Go on. Oh, you know, I was just gonna say, obviously an emotional game for Cardiff. Oh, uh, yeah. past uh, past week after uh, everything that was going on with their uh, record, yeah. uh, transfer signing uh, Salah uh, disappearing, um, and the flight uh, flight disappearing. Yeah, as well. apparently they found the uh, uh, they found the they found some wreckage or they, something. Like they that. found the plane. Um, they found a body in the plane. I believe they are um, kind of uh, waiting to looking release. into it. Uh, yeah, I looking to so. identify um, either if it was uh, the pilot or. Uh, solid himself. Yeah. Uh, very confusing for Bournemouth. You know, you beat Chelsea four uh, nil, and then you, you know you beat them midweek, and then you go on to lose two nil to Cardiff. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what Eddie has up to. Um, it might have just said that you know he prepared he, pre- he prepared very well for Chelsea, or that Chelsea are very easy to figure out. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, again, Bournemouth, another confusing mid table side. Uh, they're almost there. Uh, but yeah, missing a couple pieces. Yeah, I just, but yeah, you're saying Leicester, mm-hmm, Leicester, yeah, uh, yeah Leicester, Manchester uh, United won. Uh, Rashford obviously is in great form. He's rejuvenated under Ole. Um, but the main takeaway from this game is that the refereeing was uh, questionable at best. Lots and lots of yellow cards. Uh, kind of just appeared that Mike Dean really didn't want to send anybody off. You know, he's probably waiting for that straight red for his 100th red card. You know, he doesn't want to dilute it by with the two yellow nonsense. Yeah, what do you give out? Like eight yellow cards or something? Yeah, uh, that match, that's insane. Um, God, Mike Dean, what a diva. Yeah. Uh, so uh, his next match for Mike Dean, a little tidbit of information for you here, Pete, is uh, Manchester City versus Chelsea. So, uh, oh the, so the question comes in, uh, who do you think he's going to give his 100th red card to? Is it going to be his Manchester City versus Chelsea? And if it is going to be in that game, who do you want to see get given that red card and why? You know, what I'm, what I'm thinking, 100th red card's going to Ederson. Uh, ball's coming back. He comes out of the box to clear it. Mike Dean thinks he just looks at him the wrong way. His neck tattoos freak him out. Red, straight red. But it's a smiley. Ederson's off. <laughs> no, he's still there's Mike Dean's just, you know, he, he, there's, no, there's, no, there's no reasoning with Mike Dean. Um, you're, you're off. 
He's off. Claudio Bravo comes out there with his crutches. Um, <laughs> and somehow he go Iguain still can't put it past him. Uh, City find a way to win still with a uh, crutch uh, on a crutch Claudio Bravo. Wow. You, you would think, you know, they get a red card there. They might as well fly over uh, the great American Zach Steffen to step in, but probably a little short notice on that. Uh, as far as my prediction, I'm really hoping for, I'm trying in all my power not to say Marcus Alonso because I hate that cunt. Uh, I think I'm going to go. Hmm. I think I'm going to go with, uh, I think I'm going to go with Pep Guardiola. I think it would be fitting. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going with the manager outlier uh, red card there. I think Pep's just going to get in his ear. For some reason, I think that City is going to be winning 2-0. But you know Pep. He's always on. He's always striving for perfection. He's just going to get real, real testy with Mike Dean. And there's going to be a nice altercation. Hopefully a little tunnel action going on there. A little tunnel cam going on there. But mm-hmm. straight red for Pep. And uh, that's going to be Mike Dean's 100th. As long as Pep like keeps it, as long as, as long as Pep keeps it uh, fairly, you know, he doesn't bring the family into this or Mike Dean's mom. Oh no, um, you know, I, I, I can see it. No, like, but I mean, the uh, uh, that, uh, totally that that sweater cardigan, I could see it coming off, and then after that's off, that bald frog's just just going to go on the rampage, and I honestly can't wait to see it. But talking more about Man City, uh, Man City three. Uh, Arsenal won. Um, first off, I want to congratulate yeah. you, Pete. Uh, 3-1 call on the match prediction last week. Very accurate. Uh, I thought you were going to just say congratulate me on predicting you losing, and I was like, well, that's, that was an easy one. I mean, <laughs> anybody could have predicted that result, to be honest with you. Yeah, but so. the accurate losing, that's, that's you never know how uh, many Arsenal okay. are going to give up. That's true. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> could be two, could be five, could be one, but it's never zero. Oh, very so. rarely zero. <laughs> well, also we're on the road, Pete. It will never be zero. <laughs> uh, but uh, to dive in this game a little bit, uh, started about, about as poorly as uh, as it possibly could. I remember texting the group saying about 30 minutes before the game, uh, my butthole's already very, very clenched. And then about mm, 30 seconds into the game, uh, I go, well, that well that was pretty quick. And uh, that's Sergio Aguero music you hear. And that's Arsenal down 1-0 early. But at least my expectation, I didn't get any hope up. I didn't build anything. But then Lauren Koscielny decides to, you know, apparently – uh, find hope for Arsenal, which kind of spurred us into a good a good period. Um, when Doozy looked great again, uh, and uh, honestly, that's first half we played rather well. We actually looked like we were a competitive team against them. And then uh, the second half starts, and uh, yeah, that's about all. Well, I that's want. all you wrote. Yeah, that's about all I want to yeah. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have any other comments, I'm going to move right on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, zero zero shots on target in the second half. Pretty much all city running them down their throats. It was like the first game uh, where the Mighty Ducks take on Iceland, and you hear the music as Iceland's rushing down down the rink. At, yeah, at the defense. You, you don't even have to be watching the movie. If you hear that music, you're like, that's no. that that's not good. I, that nothing good can be happening right now. <laughs> 
god. Also, first appearance of the newest Loney, Dennis Suarez. Uh, what'd you think? Uh, what'd you think? He came on, gave you about 20 minutes. What'd you think of the shift? Um, honestly, uh, I'm not going to say that I'm like disappointed or anything. I just think that you put him on a situation like that. There's really, I mean, there's really not much you can take away from it. It kind of looked like the whole team kind of gave up. So I'm going to uh, give him a scratch for that one. Besides the obvious uh, kit that he was wearing. Um, he apparently had the full Dennis Suarez on the name. And for some reason, and uh, however much I'm not a fan of the NBC commentators, he did get it absolutely right. As soon as he comes on, he goes, oh, is that bloke wearing pants? His, his shorts are so long. And, and and they were. He it looked like they just rushed him into the team and was like, uh, here, take Pierre Meritersacker's shorts. He, he he doesn't need him anymore. And and I mean, you look good, you play good, and that wasn't the case for Dennis. I'm going to give him a scratch. I'm going to I'm going to wait till he plays his first ninety. But uh, fair enough. Yeah, uh, full kit wanker though. Yeah, uh, I can't. So- yeah, I'm not going to support him regardless. I understand. But, uh, I that mean, just makes me not like him even more. That's fine. He can be the. He can so, be your new villain. Uh, moving on. Just to, imagine. Just imagine. Just imagine Deli Ali with his full name on uh, there, with his little cheeky smile. Uh, yeah, you would like. You'd like that, don't you? For some reason, it, it does bother me when certain players do that. Like, I get it if your name is like, like I kind of get it if you put D Suarez because there's other Suarez's, whatever. But like, for example, there was a Louis Suarez on his team beforehand, but there's no Suarez. No, no, no. So, but like Muhammad El Neni, he has an M El Neni. What other El Nenis are there? And now I'm looking at your kit, just going Mel Neni. No, no, oh, oh, El Neni. <laughs> you're like maybe it's a comedy Egyptian name, but you're like he's the only Egyptian on our team. <laughs> Who's getting them confused? You know, yeah. that's a good point. What, what's the M there? I, I I agree with you. I'm confused. Yeah, it's now. like Abami and Kung Fu on there. It. Like what? You don't need to do it, mate. Yeah. All right. Well, luckily, luckily, people only see it like once every like four months when he makes an appearance. So yeah, he makes as many appearances in the month uh, as his number, I would say probably four. And most of those are on the training pitch. Um, moving on to, uh, to uh, West Ham and Liverpool at Anfield, Liverpool one, West Ham one, uh, West Ham, for some reason, as soon as we started this pod, I mean, usually West Ham somewhat predictable, but what the goddamn hell is West Ham? Or what is going on with Liverpool? Um, a lot of people are calling Liverpool a bottle job right now. Um, as it stands, uh, earlier today, Everton uh, lost to Man City 2-0. Um, so Liverpool are now even with Man City. Man City is above them with goal differential, but Liverpool has a goal in hand. Uh, and the main takeaway from this was obviously Milner's offsides. The refereeing was questionable at best. But uh, you actually brought it up to me. Uh, about Klopp. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a sore loser. <laughs> he, he is all smiles when he wins, but when he loses or when things do not go his way, because let's keep in mind, Liverpool and West Ham drew, uh, he does not take it very well. Ooh, no, he uh, and he makes sure people know that he's not happy. Uh, yeah, but the good thing about yeah. Klopp is that... Mm-hmm. Um, He's not like some of the other managers who can come off kind of rash. He still has this charm about him that even when he does losing, he's a little upset. He's very well articulated. I'd argue that I can argue that makes it work. Like 
happen like Mourinho, like they're just cunts all the time. Like, you know, like that's just, that's yeah. just them. But like for, for Klopp, you almost could argue that he, you know, question that he's a little two faced, you know, he puts on all smiles when things are going his way. Right. But when they aren't, Ooh, like he is, he's a, he's a real cunt. So I don't know. I'd rather maybe just be like a straightforward, Cunt all the time, like Guardiola. <laughs> I'd at least be like, I'd at least be a little more respectable of it. Yeah, just, uh, versus just, when just he's all smiles and happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and like I said, I don't, I don't even want to get it started with how Liverpool have gotten away with a ton of calls. I was just going to ask you about that. Now this season and everything. The last, the um, for the first goal, I don't know how the linesman's looking oh my at him a lot. Oh my god! What he's doing on the line. So he's not even looking at Milner, but I mean, you look at the replay, don't know how you see it. The, or luckily, Origi's terrible, but he, <laughs> you know, any good striker finishes that goal at the end, he's offsides again. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe no, no, that, I believe oh, that uh, Klopp even mentioned those things that the refereeing was so bad, and even if it benefits him, it's still bad. And like, I think that's the thing is that Klopp has some reason to him, but it, but you are right. When he does lose, he 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 he's not he gets away with it because he's got this charm, but it doesn't necessarily make things better. Um, mm-hmm. So I, mean, I just remember when uh, I remember when they lost to they either lost or drew West Brom last year, and Klopp straight up said, "Well, it's not," and they're already they're already you know confirmed to be relegated at this, at this point. And he's like, he said it was pretty much pointless for them to to win or anything because it didn't matter. <laughs> what like so you just want to like just yeah you don't want to learn we're relegated boys time to pack it up well like, well peter the fans we're not gonna try well peter i i i don't get that from Klopp because some some teams that already know they're relegated have put in some really 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 interesting games if you do recall i don't know if oh, you might oh, recall no. this game oh, um, oh i walked uh, into this one uh yeah you did uh, i don't know if you recall um do you remember when Newcastle was to be relegated and uh, Spurs? You know, they, uh, they they were in a two horse race with Leicester to win the title, and then you know Newcastle, no one being relegated, but you know having that pride to fight as a Gordy, you know, really fight for the team, fight for the crest, and uh, they put in a goddamn hell of a shift, I believe, scoring quite a few goals against uh, I think it was Tottenham, and uh, end of the day. <laughs> End of the day, Arsenal actually leapfrogs them, not knowing where the hell they actually are in second place. And, uh, you know, it's it's things like that that, you know, that, that you got to love about the EPL. Nobody, nobody's going to sit down and nobody's going to let you win. And I don't think anybody should do that. But my main question on the Liverpool-West Ham game for you after that is, uh, what do you think Pellegrini and Klopp said to each other? Did, did, did you see that little interaction? I did. I, 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 I think Pellegrini, I mean, he puts up the two at the end, so he's obviously referencing uh, two the, the two offsides. Uh, it, it wasn't a friendly. Uh, it wasn't a friendly little, uh, they weren't exchanging pleasantries. I think they uh, were uh, the mostly end. talking about each other's hair. I mean, they both have nice big hair, but Pellegrini's like, listen, man, <laughs> your, your hair's going to get white. It's going to get white like this, and, and you're not going to have the charm. <laughs> I don't know. A silver-haired Klopp sounds like – like, just imagine a silver-haired Klopp. He still has, silver fox. Like, he has some charm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah with, with the glasses look, he's too. still got it. Yeah. I, I think he's yeah, still got, he got it. Yeah, he's got that old – yeah, he's got that old – he would have that old, like, um, old Apple genius look. Ooh. You know, like – Start wearing 50-something. 
but you have the clear glasses, so I know you're tech savvy, <laughs> which is cool. I respect you. Yeah. You're, you're, you're with the times. Uh, moving on yeah, to exactly. uh, match day, oddly, match day 27. Uh, I believe because of League Cup, uh, Man City played, played Everton today, uh, today being February 6th. Um, Everton nil, Man City 2. Uh, did you watch this game, Pete? Because I actually watched uh, watched the entire game. Uh, I did not stream it at work, so I was not uh, unable to catch it. Unfortunately, I did see some of the highlights. Uh, honestly, was it. it was uh, it was two goals in injury time of each half. Uh, Laporte scores the first one off a really nice header. Uh, uh, um, Jesus scores the second one in the 90th plus seven. Seventh, uh, honestly, City really never got out of second gear. They controlled the game all the way through. Everything had spurts here and there. Um Tom Davies looked quality, always is, but honestly, there wasn't much to talk about. Uh, Liverpool fans obviously rooting for Everton for the first time, uh, just trying to get some points off City, but honestly, not much to talk about there. But it does put City level on points with Liverpool and above them with goal differential. Yeah. Oh, up on goal differential, yeah, yep. Up on goal differential. So now moving into the next part of our podcast here. Uh, state of our slash soccer. Some of the top posts that I got out of here. One of them uh, that I was looking at today was some uh, unpopular opinions. This one's always, always fun. Um, and uh, this one's more just something that you can kind of go into. We went into this a little bit, but one of the top ones with 92 points is Robert is Robertson is the most overrated player in the Premier League. One crazy pressing run, and suddenly he's Roberto Carlos. Carlos's hair. Uh, we talked about this uh, earlier when uh, Robertson was really, really in form. I believe he's hurting now, but. Uh, but what do you think about this one? Uh, I, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't. I didn't see the post. Uh, I'll be honest. But just uh, given what this person said, uh, I just would need to know what his backup is besides that one run that he's ref- that he's referencing. Uh, I, I mean, I think I think Andrew Robertson is a, a fantastic player, uh, yeah. especially for what Liverpool got him got him for from a hole. Uh, you could argue. That he is the best left back in the Premier League. Uh, I think I think I would have to agree with you. I mean, you, you look, look at left yeah, backs. when he's on form right now. Yeah, you look at left backs, and I think the only other player that would match up to him, even though I haven't seen enough DK. of him, is uh, I think this I think year it's DK. going to be Dini. But I'm saying off a of pure ability, it, it might be Mendy for Man City, but but he's injured so much. I, I don't. Fit. Yeah, one fit, and I don't think I've seen enough of him to really give him an honest go. Uh, other players, mm-hmm. honestly, as much as I don't like this player, whenever we play each other, I do think he's quality when played. I think Danny Rose can be that player. But but I think it's also goes on form and you have to play them to, into perspective because Robinson, he hasn't ever really been off form while Rose because of inconsistent playing time or whatever has it. It's just going to be off form from time to time. Uh, same thing can be said about uh, uh, Sinach from uh, Arsenal. Uh, great going forward, questionable defense, but look at anybody from Arsenal, questionable defense. Lucas Digne is a really, really good shout, but, as we linked in our last podcast, uh, questionable moments, uh, super unlucky. But honestly, you watch him play; he's a, he's a quality player. And besides that, I don't think great I great really... set pieces. 
Uh, Rose back in like 2016 right. was the best left back in the Premier League. Uh, injuries, a uh, little bit of little bit of uh, battles with some mental health uh, issues, and then just I mean we rotate our backs so often between Ben Davies and Danny Rose. Right. Uh, you know it, it's it is tough maybe to establish that um, that form when you're you know when you're rotating in and out um, every every match. Right. So. But that's yeah. just a system, you know. That's the system Pochettino right. plays because he demands a lot out of his fullbacks to get up and down the uh, the pitch pretty much yeah. for the full ninety. So it's it one is, of those things. It'd be that, crazy to. Yeah, it's one of those things that you guys actually have very good depth at, and Poch rotates very, very well. Because, I mean, I, I honestly think that it's it's Rose and Trippier when he's on form. Sometimes we're right. but you guys have four quality outside backs, and it's always nice. So moving on to the other unpopular opinion thread one. And this is one I was going to bring up when mentioned Liverpool and West Ham, but uh, I actually kind of, I don't, I don't agree that with his ranking, but I agree that he's underrated. Uh, Arnautovic is a top 10 player in the league and I'm not even a West Ham fan. Excellent feat to go with a fantastic athleticism and build smart footballer with a clinical eye for goal. On any six mm-hmm. top six team, he would be constantly ranked alongside top fours. The closest thing we have to prime Ibrahimovic. Don't necessarily agree with the last run. Patrick Thrissel mm-hmm. said that, and uh, and what do you think about that one? Yeah, that's a uh, that's an interesting opinion. Right, I've never really thought of an Altovich as a top ten player in the. You don't want league. to, do you? Um, and that's probably because no, not really. To be honest with you. Um. Yeah, that's he, tough because it's not like, like I, you, how do you how do you how do you value how do you how do you value like a defenseman versus striker a midfielder versus striker? Um, because they do you, you know you do so many different things. Uh, I could easily I can, I think I could easily name ten players that are better than Anatovich in right. the Premier League. Yeah, and I think that I think what, this guy, well. what this guy is saying is it's not wrong. I think Anatovich is an underrated player, and I think that he needs to be looked at <coughs> a little more seriously because I think he is a quality player. I just think he's a bit of a cunt. But I mean, one of the top comments underneath them is is easy. I mean, he goes. So you would say Arnautovic is better than Son, Eriksson, Kane, De Bruyne, Aguero, Hazard, Sterling, Salah, David Silva, Bernardo Silva, Deli Ali, Aubameyang, Sané, Pogba, Conte. And, I mean, you look at that. I mean, know, dude, no we t- we've touched like ten. four teams right there. Just four teams. Yeah. Like, yeah. Top 10 striker? Yes, I think so. Um, certainly not top ten in the league oh, in the yeah. whole Premier League. No, uh, and then we we haven't even mentioned De Gea, Van Dyke. Like, yeah. I mean, we could go on and on. With well, this, then, you know, and then another guy goes, user procrastinating goes, and furthermore, Virgil Van Dyke, Walker, Laporte, Rashford, Martial, Fernandinho, Lacazette, Dia, Allison, Firmino, Ederson, Mane. You go. I mean, I I think it's a valid point to say he's underrated. He's not a top ten player in the league. No, I don't think so. All right. Um, moving on to our again. next big post. Um, uh, UEFA Executive Committee apparently is about to abolish the away goal rule. Uh, for or against, Pete? Uh, that's tough. It's tough. Um, I, 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 get, I get where they're coming from. Like, I think it's a good tiebreaker because um, – on paper, it should be tougher 
the score goals away from home versus at home. Because of that, whoever scores more goals away from home, you know, in, in a tied uh, in a tied draw, should on paper be the better team. Correct. Um, the, way, the way I'm looking at it is this: is that uh, there needs to be some like I don't think there needs to be, but I kind of like that the teams that finish first in their group get a bit of an advantage. Like you. You play, you play at home, I believe, or you play away your first match in the EP or in the uh, Champions mm-hmm. League, and, and that's mm-hmm. a that's that's an advantage. And I think that you should get an advantage for finishing first. You deserve it. The other thing, I agree. the I other agree thing is this: yeah. is that I'm I'm sure that something happened that I overlooked that Barcelona got upset about, so they want to change the rules or something. Just like when they got Coutinho, they want to use him in Champions League. So would you look at that next year? This year, uh, there's no more uh, cup tie uh, going on. I, I mean, it's it's silliness. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I so I just that would have been nice if Aubameyang. Last year, yeah. Oh yeah, wouldn't it peak? <laughs> wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> All right. Uh moving on to your subreddit. Uh come on, you Spurs. C O Y S. Uh what's going on over there? How, is the ship posting still, uh, still 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 revving about? I mean what's silly I mean I mean we, we still we don't draw. Uh it's a late <laughs> show. I mean it's pretty much the same thing every match. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't think we're ever going to draw a match again, but if we do, I'm scared to see what happens, uh, on the subreddit. Um, our young, uh, young Irish youth prospect, Troy Parrott Great turned name. 17 a couple of years ago because of that, uh, signed his first professional contract. Uh, I don't know if he features for the first team this year. I would love to maybe see him come on late in, late in the match where it's almost, you know, just give him a little run for like 10, 10 minutes. Uh, of course, we don't really have any, uh, you know, we, we didn't draw, we didn't draw anybody in the FA Cup, obviously. So uh, like a, like a middle, like a Newport County or something where you could maybe feature him maybe in, right. in the 75th, 80th minute. Uh, so I think realistically, he probably gets, uh, Get some time next year in the cup in cup matches. So I assume you uh, uh, very. I assume mm-hmm. you watched a lot of the U twenty three games. And you know a, a whole lot about them. I mean, you you have lots of time on your hands. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, all I needed those Despacito remixes, though, right? Like right, that tells yeah, everybody. I mean, YouTube. Does what you need to know about a player. So I, I just don't understand um, how scouting is easier. Base yeah. Who who needs who needs <laughs> who, who needs a director of recruiting like uh, like Daddy Spang if you have YouTube scout videos? I mean, the job's not that hard. Let's be honest. Nah, you put some Despacito two base boosted on there. Ooh, ooh. Guys, gonna be the that's messy. Yeah. Uh, um, other thing, uh, Daddy Kane finally close to a trophy. For the first time in a while, uh, rehabbing in the Bahamas from his ankle injury, conveniently was able to attend the Super Bowl in Atlanta uh, this week. Uh, real bother to me that I, I can't overlook. It is, I would say, the, his one flaw. Would you? Would, would you Patriots. be are, are New you England more, Patriots fan? Are you more upset because I feel like one of them is avoidable, but hurts a little more? The other one is on purpose, but still hurts. So would you rather have Harry Kane in the Patriots uniform, you know, getting all chummy next to the Super Bowl? Or would you rather, or 
Which one would you rather take away? That photo or the photo of him as a youth in Arsenal gear and all that good stuff that's always been surfacing? That's a, that's an incredibly silly question. Uh, <laughs> Harry Kane in the Patriots gear all day, chummy chummy with Tom Brady. They could be they could be giving each other little pecks on the pecks on the mouth. I'd be cool with it because uh, Harry Kane wrote a wonderful article um, for the Players Tribune about uh, how Tom Brady is a big influence. Uh, in his career when it was kind of his lowest point of him going out on loans to you know, Millwall, God forbid. Oh, I mean, that would that would take any lad to the <laughs> real dark depths, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, kind of he, he uh, his story, he kind of compares himself very much to Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady obviously drafted yeah, in the sixth round of the NFL yeah. draft. Overlooked. Um, it ends up being the GOAT. Uh, Harry Kane uh, used his story as inspiration. Uh, to get himself to where he is today. So I guess in some way, we have to thank Tom Brady uh, for being that inspiration. How does that make you feel? I'm going to take a little extra big sip of my drink (laughs) after saying that. Uh, But it's good. Obviously, uh, Levy's all about it because we have that contract uh, that the NFL games are going to be played at our new stadium. Eventually. Eventually, allegedly, allegedly, Uh, allegedly, allegedly they'll be played there. So uh, having uh, having. Is it too far to say the face of English football? I'd say so. He's the captain of the team. Uh, (laughs) He should be. He's one of them. Uh, Yeah, I think he should be. Uh, Anything else with your team before we want to move on? uh, Oh, yeah. Vincent Janssen uh, named into the squad again. Uh, it's his time to shine. Oh my uh, God! Center mid. By God, it's Vincent Johnson with the steel chair. Um, we'll play him at center mid, probably. Uh, obviously. All right. Well, moving on to uh, uh, my subreddit r slash Gunners. Uh, basically, there's there's nothing to talk about because Orenstein, uh, he he went on the uh, R's blog podcast and he pretty much. You know, just gave us straight facts without being able to perjure or like plagiarize or do I don't know anything that makes it anything exciting, uh, really. So he just no rumors or questions really cleared everything up, and uh, now it's uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty quiet time. So quiet times that you know it gets to that point of the season where we kind of realize that we're not really going to do much. Uh, we just lose to a team that is clearly better than us, and we're in a rebuilding phase. But uh, we get to that point where we just start posting all these things about Spurs haven't won the league and blank, 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 or Spurs haven't won a trophy and blank, blank, blank. Well, you know, it's nice to see that stuff, and it does give me a good chuckle, admittingly. You know that the subreddit is void of ideas and can't really, uh, you know, formulate quality shit posts or decent posts for that matter, and it's kind of a sad state. Um, some of the shit posting did get all right. There was a uh, lovely little compilation video of uh, of uh, Mustafi here, and, uh, and and it was titled seriously said Mustafi the German Wall. And if you are going to click that link, Pete, please play it with sound. I really don't want to. Oh, please play it with sound. <laughs> Alrighty, let's see what let's see what this is. The Mario music. <laughs> 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 
so you enjoy that. Uh, yeah. That's the old Super Mario 64 right there. It's a long video, but I've got the gist of it. Yeah. Uh, basically, yeah. basically, why 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 is Mustafi not in talks uh, as best center back along with Virgil Van Dyke? That's all. I've got yeah. Oh, that. obviously. Yeah, Mustafi, the German wall. Don't worry, we'll link you guys. Uh, that will be no problem. Uh, that's about all that r slash gunners going on. Oh, I uh, forgot. Uh, Henrik Mikatardin did a uh, uh, AMA on Reddit today. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool to take his time. I know he's injured and do all that stuff. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, he was very sincere. Uh, the main thing I took away from it was he clearly is super prideful of being Armenian. I don't see why not. Uh, he's very, very... Uh, very, very dear to his heart, uh, his nationality and representing his team that way. Um, talks a lot about his career, about different coaches, other stuff. Really, really cool for him to take the time of doing that. But moving on to our match predictions for match day 26. Um, are you ready to go, Pete? We're going to go quick fire here until we get to your game and my game. You ready? All right, let's rock it out. Let's and, do it. And then we'll do a future game where you can talk a little bit more in depth with the obvious man to Chelsea. But first on our plate, Saturday, 7.30 future times, 6.30 Chicago time. Absolutely disgusting. Fulham, Man United at Craven Cottage. Let me tell you, I will not be waking up for this one because I don't think there is a point. Uh, Manchester United 3, Fulham Let's give him Fulham nil. Ooh, Fulham nil. That time just continued for Ranieri. Poor old Ranieri. Watford is at home. They're playing Everton. That one's at 9 o'clock for you. Wow, that, that's actually a good match. I'll, yeah, I think is. I'll tune in. Yeah. Uh, I say that go I'll, uh Where's it at? It's at Watford. Ooh. I got a 1-1. One, one. Draw. Quality call. Uh, Cardiff travels to Southampton. Same time as Watford-Everton. Two one Southampton. Ooh, continue the Hoopal does it again. Ooh, I like it. Uh, Cardiff can't keep the winning streak going in pizzas, but Crystal Palace, West Ham. It's at Crystal Palace, same time as the other two games. I think Crystal Palace still don't have Zaha, if I remember correctly. I think he's still banned. Oof, at hurts. Crystal, but I mean it's a London, the London Derby. Never know what's going to happen. I know two uh, two one West Ham. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I don't like it. I'd love to see Palace win that one, but I don't think they will. Last 10 o'clock game on Saturday. It's Liverpool at Anfield against Gordie Howe's Cherries. Eddie Howe. Well, did I say Gordie Howe? Uh, you did. Another great one. But anyways, uh, yeah. The, Michi- the Michigan's, the Michigan's uh, spilling out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool. Liverpool three, Bournemouth one. Mm, good call. Yeah, I would agree. You can little uh, Jenger's given Bournemouth one. I think Liverpool's going to come come at them hard with a little bit of vengeance there, just for their current situation. Brighton's at home. They play Sean Dice and the World Meters. It's at twelve thirty. Uh, that game's going to be disgusting. Oh, it's going to be. Uh, it's at Brighton. Brighton's offense can just disappear some games. Or Brentley Smothy one one. You, you, you just sounded slimy answering that, so we're just going to move right on. Uh, Wolves yeah. play Newcastle on Monday at three o'clock. This one's going to be fun. It's Ooh. at Wolves. Newcastle's traveling all the way up there. 
We'll be interesting to see how Rafa uh, prepares for this one. Uh, I think 2-1 Wolves. I think it's going to be a good game, though. Yeah, I, I think that one's going to be an interesting game. I can't really tell which way that one's going to go. Now, on to the feature match. Manchester City at home. Chelsea and Sarri's men with the big, fat, old, thick Higuain. They're going to play at 11 a.m. Sunday. Uh, that's got. I mean, City. I think City beat Chelsea here. It's at. It's at Chelsea. It yep. doesn't matter. The City win. No, it's, uh, at, it's at Man City. Like I said, I mean, people have people have been criticizing Sorry for his uh, stubbornness to switch up his tactics. If you have a good, pretty much good number ten, you can kind of track Jorginho. Uh, it's tough for Chelsea to get right. anything and going. Even though and De Sorry has shown. Even though De Bruyne has been featuring, I think if he does get the start, he's defensively disciplined. Honestly, I think he got away with a couple of cheap fouls against Arsenal, but that's probably my bias. But I think he's good enough to take away Jorginho. Uh, and I think that Pep's just smart enough with his tactics. He knows how to operate his team. I think, I think so. that I think that he just outmanages Chelsea with also having superior players. I, I, I'm going to say Man City 2 Chelsea won surprisingly close on paper, but when you watch the game, it won't be. All right, let's dive into your game here. It's at the home stadium, the temporary home stadium that is uh, Tottenham versus Leicester Sunday at 8.30, 7.30 Chicago time. You waking up for this one? Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, it should be. Leicester uh Leicester's very confusing. Uh, what? I, I think. I mean, I uh, I'd say two one, two one Tottenham here. All right. Uh, yeah, Leicester are confusing. They can beat up on the lower side teams, but uh, there's just such a uh, there's a gap right now between them and the top six that right. I just don't think the quality's yeah. there. I, I am that... interested in watching some of their players though. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, they do have some exciting players in the team. Uh, I really like Nadidi. Uh, if we didn't have Torreira, he would be a huge player that I would like to go after. Another player like uh, Decore from Watford, um, who I think you put him at top side, they're going to do quite well, even if their form does vary quite a bit because they're in those mid table sides. Um, I think this game is going to be very interesting. I think, and this is a little rash here, I think this is going to be the first draw for Tottenham, and I think it's going to be 0 0. Bastard. Yes, I am a bastard, bastard, man. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Arsenal travel to Huddersfield. Even though uh, it goes against everything you're going to say, you think Arsenal beats uh, terrible terrible Huddersfield here? It's a it, it's a way. It's not. It's a way. It's not because not because Arsenal are good. It's because Huddersfield are so bad. Yeah, it's about the um, response I expected out of you. It is a way, though. Oh my lord. I would be so so happy if you if they find a way to lose to Huddersfield, even a draw. I'll oh, take a draw that. Would be, a oh, draw man. would be soul crushing. I'll hope for it. All right. Obviously, well, that concludes the uh, two North Brun- North London brothers podcast, where we are neither from North London, obviously from our accents or actual blood brothers. Uh, but, uh, God damn it. We wish we were. Well, it's been a goddamn pleasure. Be- what you say, mate? We're not from, you want to get some cheeky nenders? <laughs> uh, one day, Pete. One day. All right. Totally. Well, anything else you need to say for, for this week? Uh, nope. That's, uh, that's about it. 
Fuck the scum. I hope you lose to Huddersfield. Oh, well, that's just not very nice. I'm going to be, I'm going to be rooting for the Foxes, but you always knew that was going to happen. Well, until next time, Pete, I will uh, talk to you then. Alrighty, sounds good. Yeah, well, that's a dirty Peace. lie because I'll probably text you tomorrow, or if not later today. That's true. <laughs> All right, very later, true. buddy. Peace.